You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This is Kansas State's Cooper Beebe, and you're listening to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribing to this show on your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to your bonus edition of the PowerCat Postgame Podcast. Brian Hanley was out of pocket all weekend, and this works out great because Kansas State rolls Baylor 31-3. So here we are for part two of a postgame podcast with Brian here. I am Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com, and Brian, of course, is former offensive lineman on the 97-98 Kansas State teams and our football analyst at GoPowerCat.com. Um, and we're sponsored by Caddyshack Golf. I'll get to the the big read here for Caddyshack in a little bit. But, Brian, just give me your thoughts after Will Howard comes off the bench again, lights this K-State offense up. The K-State defense plays another sterling game in the Big 12. They've now had three Big 12 teams they've kept out of the end zone, which is incredible. Just give me your thoughts after this victory for the Wildcats at the Baylor Bears. Well, the obvious thing that everybody's going to talk about is obviously Will Howard coming in and just lighting it up again, just playing lights out. And he, he clearly he did that. But the one thing that I don't want people to forget, and I'm glad you mentioned it in the opening, is the defense. People forget that Baylor only scored three points. And yes, we, our offense, we did exactly what they wanted. But our defense kept them out of the end zone, just shut down, you know, from them being able. I mean, they got some yards, but they didn't have a ton of yards. We just we kept them out of the end zone. We did what we wanted. I mean, the defense played lights out. I just don't want that going, you know, unnoticed. I know everybody talks about offense. That's what, you know, nowadays that's what people talk about. And Will Howard did outstanding again. But our defense, man, played again lights out football. I, I mean, love it. Just loved it. Coach Kleiman talked about it quite a bit in the post game. I mentioned it in yesterday's daily delivery. This was just textbook complimentary football. The defense making the offense better, the offense making the defense better, and special teams kind of connecting the two. This this was as complete a K-State victory um, along with Oklahoma State as you will ever see. And um, it, it just – it amazes me what a quarterback can do for the entire team. You know, we always just talk about, well, he makes the offense so much better. Good quarterbacks, we're seeing it, uh, you know, at other places too, can make the entire team better. And let's be honest, when when the offense is putting up the kind of points they have, the defense can just say, you know what, let's go. Let's go play. And if yes. we give up something, it's not going to cost us the game. And meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Baylor starts pressing. You could see yeah. that 
Blake Shapin, the quarterback, and the rest of the Bears didn't quite respond the way you would expect them to. And and they picked up so many third and fourth downs this season that the defense took away. And really, that was the most notable thing the defense did. On fourth yeah. down, nope, Baylor, you're not getting a first down. They were 0 for 3. And, and I think all three were in the red zone, but different red zones. So, you know, the second half one was in their own red zone, basically. Where Correct. They, they were trying to just get something going, and it ended up adding to the – the damage for Baylor, but boy, I, I tell you what, the defense was so impressive. And and Brian, they did it with only, you know, just a little bit of pressure on Blake Shapen. But to stop the pressure from Felix Anyudike Ozama and company, they had to commit a lot of resources and keep guys in. And I think it really impacted how they could uh, execute this offense. It did, uh, and you could see it on, on watching the game. You could absolutely see it, but that's the kind of impact that Felix has. Look, if you're going to you know, rely and, I guess, allocate so many resources to stop him, that keeps you from doing probably what you do best. And if that's going to keep you, that's that's a win for K-State. It's always going to be a win for K-State. And while it may not st- show up in the stat sheet, it's going to show up on the field because if they can't do what they want to do and what they do best, more importantly, because they're trying to stop one of our guys, we're already winning. We're already winning. And that's part of football that, that kind of goes unnoticed. And you're exactly right. Baylor couldn't do the type of things that they were wanting to do. They couldn't open up um, because, and I believe if they hadn't done that, I think Felix wrecks the game. I do. They're, yeah. they're not great up front. I think I literally think he wrecks the football game. So they had to do what they had to do, and I understand. But like I said, that means we're winning. So uh, the defense, again, I could go all day talking about how great they played, um, and, and they did. And everything that you said is absolutely correct, man. You get a good quarterback play, good quarter, and not that we haven't had it. That's not what I'm trying to say. But you, when you get a good quarterback play, it resonates all over the football team, and it's just what you said. The defense, hey. We can go do some stuff, take some chances, you know, that we may not normally take. Well, when we take those chances and then you win and those things work out, then it makes it even better. It was just a a great all-around football win. And I think of note also in the middle of that defense was Daniel Green, who admitted after the game that he was as healthy as he's been all season, and he played like that. He wrecked some plays that looked like were about to develop into something for Baylor throughout the game. I know he didn't kind of shine in the stats, maybe, didn't didn't even make our Powercat postgame top 10, but... I thought Daniel played as good a game as he's played this year because he's just been so weighed down by injuries. And it's kind of funny. He came into postgame, Brian, and as a former player, you'll appreciate this, talking about how healthy he is. That's the healthiest he's been all season, and it felt great. Meanwhile, he gimped in with ice on his knee um, while saying these same things. But he was so good, and I just thought this defense was in attack mode once the offense put some points up. Yep, they were. They were. And, you know, and it's funny. I guess I shouldn't say it's funny, but I mean, I remember all of those, you know, press conferences after the game stuff when you're literally, you know what? Coming out of this game, I feel pretty good. And you're right. You're bandaged up and wrapped up, shoulders wrapped up, elbows. But you're thinking a week ago, I felt way worse. (laughs) And even though I'm wrapped up, I feel good. I, I, I can feel Daniel's pain there, but bottom line is he played good football, and when he plays good football, it allows other people to play good football as well. It just does, because he he does things that other guys in that position on our football team, they can't do. 
So when he's doing these type of things and making plays that are just like you said, a couple of plays, you thought, uh oh, this is going to get out the gate, and he's there to make a stop. Other guys aren't able to do that. Just helps our football team. Just helps our football team. I thought he played a, a solid football game again. Maybe doesn't jump off the stats. But it, maybe it doesn't have to jump off the no. stats as long as the team's playing well. You got it. As I mentioned, we're sponsored by Caddy Shack Golf for K-Staters by K-Staters. It's hats and polos, T-shirts, golf accessories, Caddy Shack Golf, where Caddy with two T's. Visit CaddyShackGolf.com. Use code GPC for free shipping on your next order. And I see Brett and the folks there at Caddy Shack have some brand new hoodies in of multicolored, multi-K-State colors with the golf and Willie on the front. They're pretty sweet. Uh, I could talk about the defense more, but I, I think people probably are like, why are you not talking about Will Howard? Um, <laughs> and you know what? Um, as we're reporting at Go Pyrocat right now, um, it looks like Adrian is done for at least you know the regular season and probably the Big 12 championship, at least as we sit here today. From what I'm told about his injury and someone who has also injured, you know, broken or fractured one of those lower bones in your leg, it's not overly painful. Um, but it is uh, it can be re-aggravated. It can get much seriously. I mean, it's a cracked bone, so you got to be careful with it. But it does heal up pretty nicely in four to six weeks. Unfortunately, only two more weeks in the season plus the Big 12 championship. That, that would mean Adrian would be available to come back for the bowl game. But in a weird way, this is this is kind of takes away a distraction it's i don't want to say it's good yeah. i'm trying to not use the word good but it does eliminate a distraction of a quote quarterback controversy if this is true and it uh means will howard's the guy there's no doubt about it here going down the home stretch so much for that red shirt after all of this uh again they they have to put him into use but um i, I think at this point worrying about the red shirt is silly um because you've got a big 12 championship on the line, you have a clear pathway to being Big 12 champions. Uh, and granted, nothing's easy in this conference. Winning at West Virginia won't be easy. Beating Kansas with Jalen Daniels the last week of the regular season won't be easy. And certainly playing TCU that might be unbeaten in Arlington is not going to be easy. But you just have to keep winning to get that opportunity. So I, I'm just intrigued now to see with Will Howard back in the driver's seat, so to speak. He's the guy. He's not the backup coming in and he's, everyone wants him in the game. It's his. It's his for these three weeks. We'll see what he's he's got in the tank. But um, this does take away a possible distraction from this team, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. And while the locker room wasn't frayed uh, at all, there's private conversations that go on I mean, with every single football team, hey, I think we're better with this. Hey, I think we're better with that. Now you don't have to have those conversations anymore. You know, it's just a fact of life. And, and I think that's a good thing. You know, I know people are, are going to think that, you know, you're one way or another. It's not that. It's just, just, just what you said. You eliminate a distraction that doesn't need to be there that can get in the way of the ultimate goal. And that's winning the conference championship, you know, and, and it has nothing to do with whether the offense moves better or worse. I think we all have our, our opinions on that and, and what we see, but if you eliminate a distraction that could get in the way that can be nothing but positive for your football team moving forward, it just is. 
Uh, it's Will's team. We've seen him start a football game last year. We've seen him start a football game this year. He doesn't even look like the same human being. It's like he's had an out-of-body out experience. He's so much better than what he was. But And again, I was a person that was hard on him last year. But you got to also remember, the guy started playing football at 17 years old at the college level. That's not an easy thing to do. I don't care how talented you are. You're still only 17 years old, you know? And so I just think given time, given time to mature, time to play, this is what we're getting the results of him getting better and actually being ready to play football at big 12 level. I think it's great. You don't have to be ready at 17 years old. There's nothing says that you, you have to be ready at that age. That doesn't mean that, but I think he's ready now and he's showing it. Yeah, you know, I asked him in the postgame, what has changed? What is different about Will Howard this year? And, you know, he used, it's kind of cliche, but you can literally see that happening for him on the football field. He said it all slowed down. Um, yeah. And, and, and really what that means to me as a guy that hasn't played any football near this level is for Will Howard, the timer in his head now makes sense. And yep. the guy coming off the corner in the blitz, I've got two seconds. Philip yep. Brooks crossing the middle. I've got 1.8 seconds. You know, it's all kind of adding up to him. And he's got these multiple things going on. Uh, and he's avoiding pass rushes. He's he's getting the ball out of his hand cleanly. He's, he's rolling the dice. Uh, it just all, the confidence he brings to the field right now is so remarkable because it's all fed off of his self-belief and the belief mm -hmm. his teammates held in him and his coaches held in him because a lot of us didn't hold that belief. And he didn't let that impact him. He didn't let the the kind of shameful boos he would hear at times from his home fans. He didn't let that define him. This kid's a tough son of a bitch. Let me tell you, yeah. he, he has put up with some crap and he's come out smiling on the other side of it. And it is fascinating and fun to watch this kid thriving. He, some of you watch him go through his progressions in the matter of mm -hmm. seconds. You watch him take the calls off the the sideline and and get the team organized. Everything's running with a rhythm. And Chris Kleiman said after the game, and we'll have some sound from him in a little bit. But um, Chris Kleiman said after the game, we wanted to go faster. I didn't see that in the the initial drive with Adrian. Maybe they were trying to do it, but it never felt like it was in sync. Will Howard gets out there and there's like click. Click, click, and maybe it's just part play calling, part part execution, but everything just seems to click into place when he's on the field, and it is fun offense to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just – what you said and him saying, hey, the game has slowed down, I mean, you can see it. I, I remember when the game slowed down for me at K-State, too. It was in the middle of my junior year. I, I absolutely remember, and you're just thinking – oh, wow, this is exactly what they're talking about versus things just spinning 100 miles an hour. I remember the game at Nebraska when they blew us out, and I just remember, man, if it's going to be like this, I don't know that I can play here because things are moving so fast. I can sympathize with exactly what he's saying, and when things slow down, it becomes great. The kid is playing outstanding football. Uh, I mean, he's confident. And I think that has a lot to do with this because when you know what you're doing and you're confident, 
everything else will fall in line. It'd be one thing if he didn't have the ability. You can be confident, but if you don't have the ability, okay, nobody cares. It doesn't matter. But when you have the ability and now you have the confidence because you know what you're doing, you know what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, college football, playing quarterback at the college football level is not easy. It's just not an easy thing to do. And you also have to be smart. And just to understand everything that's going on. Well, once you do and you and it all clicks, this is literally the result fits. It, this is the result. And I love it for the kid. I love it. Yeah, this team is seems to be really focused. You know, Brian, one of the things that fascinates me about this team that makes me so hopeful about where they're at, when, when they face adversity, because they've put some clunkers out there. I mean, the first half against Texas, certainly the entire game against Tulane, the second half at TCU. Those three losses have been painful in different ways through this season. But what have they done after one of those clunkers? They've come back and played at a high level. And I, I think that just says an awful lot about this team. Whether it's a hard-fought, you know, battle at at Iowa State, or um, you know, blowing out Oklahoma State, or whatever that came next for K State, o- winning at Oklahoma, winning at Baylor, they've risen up after facing adversity, and that's why I have this strange confidence that this team's going to be okay the rest of the year. They're not going to trip over West Virginia or Kansas. They now see the finish line, and they're going to be really focused on that. This team's well, got some toughness. Yeah, they do. It's a sign of a, a, a mature football team. Uh, it's also the sign of a good football team. Even the, the best team that ever played college football had some bad halves or had a, a game where they didn't play, you know, everything up to their standards that just happens and in today's day and age because of scholarship limitations the way that they are and transfer portals you get beat when you don't do that against teams like that that's just the way that college football works having said that when you rebound and you don't let i know it's an old you know coach snyder don't let one week beat you the next week Uh, but that's just one of the things that i've learned my whole life that he taught us is this team gets that They understand that, and they understand the type of season that they can have. And when you have a mature football team, a good mature football team that understands, hey, this is where we are. We have an opportunity here. If we just go out and take care of business, this is how we can play. Look, they lost to Texas. Texas is a good football team. Now, can they play bad and play down? They got their own mental issues, but when they play – how they're supposed to play, that's how they played against us. It is what it is. And we were still right there. Bottom line, and we didn't play our best game. So I just think the, the guys are more mature fits. I think they understand what's at stake. I think they understand, hey, if we play at a high level, there's not going to be many teams, if any, that can beat us. I go, so we have to go out there and just play and just finish the season. Finish the season the way that we want it to be finished. Um, that's the thing that's mo- that I think they, they understand. And again, when you get a mature football team, they understand when you finish the season the way that you're supposed to, good things will happen. I mean, this Big 12 championship, I mean, it's there for the taking. And not just getting to the Big 12 championship fits. I- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about winning the Big 12 is right there for these boys. It's literally right there. And I think they can sense that. I do. We'll pick it up exactly at that spot when we come back in the second half of the Powercat bonus postgame podcast as I, 
Me, 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 Brian Hanley. Talks to Brian Hanley. Well, I got lost in that thought. At all. Totally. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the things Chris Kleiman said after the game. A really entertaining exchange between Coach Kleiman and myself as he did not. I'm telling you, he did not want to know while he was sitting at the interview table about the Texas TCU game. It's a funny, funny piece of sound, especially when you find out what happened next. We'll be right back. We're sponsored by... Caddyshack Golf. Go check them out at Caddyshack, Caddy with two T's, golf.com. I know you have a lot of confidence in Adrian. Yep. You would like to rent Yep. We're making it hard to not play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a conversation that we had again this week, and, we'll, and we told him we're going to have it one every week and uh, see where we're at in the race. You know, that plays into it some. Um, and I don't I don't know what happened. Don't care what happened. Can I at least enjoy this, Fitz? You don't have to tell me anything right now. So keep your mouth shut, Fitz. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but it's something we're going to talk about uh, each week. And um, uh, Will's in a good place right now. Adrian's in a good place right now. And you know what? It's fun to go on the road and win. Is this our, our – third road win in conference that's hard to do and uh, it's fun to do it and we've had you know a bunch of people be contributors in those wins this is Kansas State's Daniel Green the leaders in K-State sports coverage we'll be right back with more of the PowerCat post game podcast selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Kansas State's Felix and Yudike Uzama. Welcome back to the PowerCat Postgame Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. That's just a little bit of Chris Kleiman postgame. He was in a great mood for obvious reasons after K-State's 31-3 victory over 
the Baylor Bears on Saturday night in Waco, a dominating performance by Kleiman's Wildcats. This is Tim Fitzgerald, publisher at GoPowerCat.com. I'm joined by Brian Hanley, the former offensive lineman for the Wildcats, as we give you the bonus episode. We've already done a post-game podcast with a coughing Cole Carmody as we came out of uh, the game there and, and met up at the press box. But, boy, uh, he was in a great mood. And, and, of course, he was, Brian Hanley. You know, he, he just – he just saw his team completely dominate. Uh, but when the topic of TCU Texas came up, I think he expected to hear Texas was ahead and he didn't want to know it. He wanted to enjoy this game. It turned into kind of a funny exchange because I don't know if the mic picked me up fully there, but I'm saying, coach, you want to know, you, you want to know, trust me, you want to know. And um, right after the cameras were turned off, he stood up from the table, walked over to me and said, What's the score, Fitz? <laughs> so he wanted to know, and he was shocked as all we all were about. At the time, it was seventeen to three TCU with about five minutes left. He just looked at me in disbelief, and then he found out it was three nothing at halftime, and he just could not believe what had taken place in that game. What a shocking outcome in Austin, Texas, and what a what a kind of predictable performance by Texas in in the same yeah. vein that. After playing so well in the first half against Kansas State, they'd be full of themselves and and lay an egg as TCU kind of dominated that game. But, boy, K-State is positioned nicely now. They needed help. They needed to win. They got both in one weekend. Now they're in the driver's seat. They got a game lead on Texas. They don't have the tiebreaker on Texas. So if they lose and Texas wins out, they're back in the same position of being out on the outside. But they do have the tiebreakers on Oklahoma State and Baylor, who are pretty much toast at this point. Um, And then if K-State wins and KU beats Texas this weekend, it's locked up for the Wildcats. Kind of a weird thing. K-State wouldn't mind KU beating Texas again. But, Brian, this team has positioned itself marvelously now as we head down to the final two games of the season. As we mentioned going into break, we're not just talking about being satisfied getting to the Big 12 championship, which seems very tangible now. This team seems to have a little fire going right now, at least coming out of this game. They want to win this thing. They know they can compete with TCU. They kicked their butts in a half and then got their butts kicked in the second half in um, Fort Worth this season. It's all right there for the Kansas State Wildcats. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, when you get a, a, a mature football team and an older football team that understands what's at stake, guys want to win. And they're not going to just be happy getting to the Big 12 championship game to just say, hey, we got here. Great. No, 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 no. Because they know that they were a half away from beating TCU. They, they understand that. And they understand that pain that goes with, with that understanding that, hey, we had them. And we let them off the hook and we let them off the hook so much that they ended up whipping us. I go, well, we can't let that happen again. The guys can understand that. So I expect a really good effort going to West Virginia this week. I do. I think we, we jump out on them early. Now, West Virginia is not a horrible football team. They're not. They're, they're not a slouch. Uh, don't let their record fool you. I'm not saying they're a great football team, but they're not just some pushover. We're just going to walk in there and win. It's not going to happen. We're going to have to play football. I just believe that we will. But this Big 12, man, it's right there for the taking. I like this setup for the guys because we don't really get that letdown game fits. You know, we go to West Virginia. Everybody in their right mind knows that's a a tough football game to, to play and to go win at. Then you have Kansas, and Kansas is good. 
So there's no letdown game. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if Kansas stunk and, you know, it's okay. They could be whatever, blah, 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 blah. But they don't stink. They're good. And we know we want to beat them. I just, I like how it sets up for us. You know, I don't think anything defines the Big 12 any more clearly than this. And we'll get into West Virginia extensively with the PowerCat pregame podcast that'll appear at Go PowerCat and on your favorite podcast network on Thursday morning. The simple fact that Baylor coach Neil Brown's on the hot seat. Some people in Morgantown will tell you he's out already. They're just letting him play out the string before announcing the firing at the end of the season. If I had told you West Virginia was going to beat Oklahoma and Baylor this season and still Neil Brown might get fired, would you take me to see see some medical help, some counseling? I mean, it doesn't make sense, but it just shows you how screwed up and competitive this Big 12 is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I mean, West Virginia has beaten some good football teams, and here we are. With their record, I mean, it, it, I don't know. It, it just typical Big Twelve, man. It's typical Big Twelve football. It doesn't get the prestige. I think it's because of where we are. Um, it just doesn't get the prestige as the other conferences. But you're not going to be able to convince me from top to bottom, especially this year, that the Big Twelve is not the best conference in college football. You're just not going to be able to convince me of that. I don't care what anybody else tells me. You can talk to me about Georgia and LSU and Tennessee and. And you, well, I don't even want to talk about the Pac, Pac-12 or the ACC. I don't want to talk about that. And then, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, that's it. I, I go, don't talk to me about what they have. Come play in the Big 12 week in and week out and then tell me that it's not the best conference. It absolutely is. I'll just lean on this fact to prove a point here. Iowa State beat Iowa this season. Iowa State's in dead last in the Big 12 and might have a victory over the team that could emerge as one of the most pathetic divisional champions for any conference (laughs) in the history of college football divisions. Iowa is awful. Iowa can't score points. If Iowa was a junior high boy, it would be standing in the corner behind the concession stand, nowhere near scoring uh, in any way at the high school dance. I'm telling you what, (laughs) Iowa is a sad excuse for a football team and they might get to play in the big 10 championship. I mean, that just sums it up. That sums up how uneven some of these conferences are and how steady from top to bottom this conference is. I I tell you what, Kansas State going on the road to Morgantown or Ames, you don't want to look past it in one bit. If you flinch the slightest amount, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. They're going to embarrass you. They're going to derail you. Um, And I I just don't know how this team wouldn't see it coming because it's obvious at this point you got to be ready every week in this conference. And I I know national pundits, Brian, you know how they work. They're going to look and say, ooh, K-State has got three losses this season. Ooh, they're playing. And they'll probably treat that with more shock and surprise and disdain than Iowa getting to play for a Big 12 or Big 10 championship. And that's the way it is. But, boy, uh, you better have your big boy pants on in the Big 12. Um, Absolutely. And and we'll get into West Virginia. But I I know you were out of pocket most of the weekend having some fun with some friends. I don't know (laughs) if you got to see any of the TCU-Texas game. Of course, it was simultaneous to K-State, so that made it hard. I didn't get to see much of it. How shocked were you to see not just the result? I thought TCU would win or at least cover. But um, 
I was stunned by their performance defensively and that this was a low-scoring game. Um, it, it was kind of a all-around shocker that took place in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I mean, I was flipping back and forth, you know, like I try to do sometimes if another game is on. But, you know, I was just watching. I mean, I just couldn't believe the low scoring. You know, I I thought it would be a high scoring game because I didn't think either defense is worth much. Um, And they've proven that to be the case all season long. I mean, teams have been able to score at will on both of these defenses. And yet at halftime, I was like, it's three nothing. I was like, what is going on here? I was like, what happened? So I didn't really get the ins and outs of, of how they got there. Um, having said that, it was just, I, I thought the game, I thought Texas would win. I didn't know that they would beat them, you know, by seven and a half. I was like, come on, they're, they're, they're going to cover. TCU is definitely going to cover. But I thought Texas would, may win, but apparently they played just like we thought. It's just, you know, one week up, one week down, and – that I don't know. I don't know how good a football game it was. I was just shocked that it was seventeen ten. That's what I was shocked at. Yeah, that's exactly the way I felt. And it, it's as Texas kind of mounted a you know furious comeback. If you want to call one touchdown, that I was like, oh, here we go. You know, it's going to end up in in overtime. Maybe I'll get that over. Maybe it'll go eight overtimes, and I'll, my bet right. won't look so silly. <laughs> uh, but it didn't happen. This conference is so amazing. I, I I say this every week. I say this every podcast. I love covering football in the Big Twelve. It's unpredictable, uh, not because teams are bad, but because teams are good, and anyone can rise up. And and the the line between winning and losing is just so so thin. But we'll, we'll get into all that. Brian, I appreciate this so much. I know you made time for us on a Monday to do this. As we get out of this podcast, let's hear from Will Howard um, and Deuce Vaughn. I ask Will what has changed about his game this season. I mean, wh- how? How is he doing this? And I ask Deuce Vaughn, what is the one thing that kind of hops out at you, jumps out at you that Will Howard does that is, you know, makes a difference for this team and I think you'll appreciate his answer because it, it says an awful lot about what the locker room thinks of Will Howard and why maybe they kind of rally behind him in a way that honestly it doesn't happen for Adrian Martinez, even though he's been a fantastic quarterback for K-State this season. For Brian Hanley, this fits, and we'll be back later in the week with the pregame podcast. The questions podcast will come also before we head to – well, Brian's not. I'm not taking Brian to, to Morgantown. I wouldn't do that to him. Before Zach Carlson and I head out to Morgantown to cover K-State and West Virginia on Saturday. Thankfully, a 1 p.m. Central game, 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, no more night road games for Kansas State this season. K-State beats Baylor 31-3. to Here are Will and Deuce as we close up shop. Playing with a lot of confidence, and after the last two years, where did that confidence come from? It's just banked reps, experience. You know, a lot of I, I've said the last couple of weeks. You know, those things that I went through, you know, made me a lot better. And they told me it showed me the things I needed to work on. And I feel like I got a lot better at some of those things. There's still a lot of things that I need to work on, and and I know that. And uh, and that's what's exciting for me and for us is that there's still so much out there for us. And you know, we're, we're you know you're obviously never going to play the perfect game, but. Um, you know, I feel like just experience being out there, you know, it just feels like the game slows down and, and you know, it's 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 nice because, you know, as, as you get older, you know, things just things just start to click. You know, you're a little more you've been in the system longer. You get it. You know, you're kind of focusing more on the defense than, you know, what your offense is doing and lets you play a little more free. 
How impressive is it to see him play at this level? Super, super impressive. Just from the mere fact of everything that he had to, to battle to get to this point and everything. I mean, I, I was there behind the scenes when everybody didn't see things that were happening. And uh, for him to be in this point in his career right now uh, is not surprising to us because we understand the type of full player he is. And uh, for him to see him coming to his own at this point in his career, man, it's I mean, I, I have the utmost love for the guy, and I can't I can't wait to see what he can do uh, next. What does he do best out there on the field? I feel like the he takes risks in a sense, but it's calculated smart risk. Even on the the throw that he had to Ben Sending for his first touchdown, man, it's one of those things where he has confidence in himself to say, oh, that that's a window, and I can put it in there, and he does, and he's super smart as well. He's going to put us in uh, the correct play depending on uh, what's going on defensive wise to, to put us in place to be successful. That's one of the things that I mean. Anytime I'm in the backfield with him or Adrian, I feel like Coach Klein does a great job of getting those guys prepared to be able to say, okay, uh, I have kind of free reins of what we do as an offense right here, so let's put us in the best uh, chance to be successful. Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.